0: The other day, I got a message from a potential podcast guest. And I love reading responses, feedback, all sorts of stuff about how I can do better, how I can relate to you, and more importantly, how you can grow from our experience together. And this particular podcast guest sent me some very interesting and very critical comments about what I was doing, why I was doing it, and more importantly, how I can do things better. And usually, in the past, i would be like, F you, I don't need this. But today, I'm in a different space, in a place where I'm like, wow, thank you. I see validity in what you're trying to say. Wow, thanks, I need to examine certain things. So my question for you is, how do you handle constructive criticism? How do you handle people in your face giving you opinions about stuff? Are you rolling with the punches? Are you seeing the truth? Or are you trying to avoid or evade? If you struggle with the feelings that come from receiving feedback from people, this is a conversation worth listening to. We're going to be talking about how you can handle the emotions of fear and worry and anxiety that come from receiving feedback. This is such an important conversation that is not talked about enough, but I want us to be able to come together and and really speak about it in a very candid and truthful way. You're going to get some really powerful tips on how to handle constructive criticism without flipping out. (laughs) Coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions, and I am so excited about the conversations that we're having in this space with one another. The Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is not just designed for introverts or for entrepreneurs. It's designed for anybody who wants to grow up emotionally. I don't really know any other way to say it, but as bluntly as that. Look, we live in a world where everyone's feeling triggered by microaggressions and all this sorts of stuff that's going on in the world. And nobody is saying, well, let's pump the brakes. Let's look at things from a different angle. We don't have to feel overly sensitive. We don't have to feel as if everyone's out to get this. We don't have to operate from that paranoid, anxious, neurotic state of mind. There's another state where we can be clear about our wants and our needs. We can have firm boundaries about what is acceptable, what is not. And most importantly, we can be able to communicate without intimidating, saying, you better do it this way or else, or not seducing people with guilt and shame. Well, honey, if you love me, then you would understand that I need, we're not doing any of that noise. We're coming and thinking about things From a place of love and compassion first and foremost for ourselves, for our neighbors, and understanding that we are just part of a larger collective of souls that are just trying to find peace. And if you're interested in those type of conversations, then I'm so glad that you are here. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that follow subscribe button. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-split. And those of you guys who have been listening, you are like, Bruh, I've already hit that follow subscribe button. Like, that's awesome. Then, let's be homies, home gals, on social media. Check me out on X Twitter. I'm at Denise G Lee. There I... I'm just kind of verbose with my thoughts about healing and traumas and communication and living the best version of you. We're not going to be the best version of what our mom or dad or Uncle Bob or Jimmy said or what your classmate in Johns Hopkins University is doing. Like, we're not worried about any of those folks. They've got their own struggles. They got their own worries. We're talking about who you are, what matters to you, and how you want to live an authentic life. So if you haven't done so already, let's connect on social media. And lastly, I want you to go on my website, deniseglee.com, where, honey, you ain't seeing nothing yet until you start reading my articles. I talk about traumas. I talk about love life. I talk about understanding your emotions. On, and I back it up with science. Because I believe that for a lot of you guys are so intelligent. You guys are so smart. And me just talking with a very authoritative, booming voice is not enough. You need to have some data that bags up what you're hearing. And so that is why I have articles for you to really fully digest about what I'm talking about. Write some notes. And think of things from a different angle. I personally, I I know that I love listening to certain things. But sometimes I just want to read. I just want to just Print stuff out. I want to highlight. I want to put some notes around, some sticky pads all over it. And so I, I get you. If you are more of a person that just likes to read stuff, and that's why I've got your back. That's why DeniseChili.com has a full blog of not just myself, but other writers too that are just really passionate about talking about learning how to live a successful life. And today we're going to be talking about this idea of emotions and and specifically about handling constructive criticism. And as I mentioned in the intro, that I didn't really want to have any feedback like whatsoever in the past. I would avoid it like the plague. My already fragile self-esteem, low self-esteem that was burdened by drinking and sexing my way out of problems couldn't bear another hit. So I avoided anything that made me feel less than stale. Are you feeling me on that? But as we both know, that avoidance only hurts us in the long term. And it hurt me in terms of missed opportunities. It hurt hurt me in terms of only associating with people who were just as as paranoid and fearful and anxious as I was. And I didn't have a chance to really grow emotionally as a human being because I let that fear and worry and anxiety take over my mind. And so for a lot of us, we don't want to hear anybody saying anything, but you're great, you're wonderful, this is awesome. But if we want to scale our business, if we want to have better relationships, if we want to be able to communicate better with our kids or anyone of meaning, we're going to have to take some constructive criticism. And this is not about whether or not the criticism is constructive or not, that's a completely different subject. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below because I literally have an article that specifically talk about how to discern whether or not it's good or garbage information. Like, that's not what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to be talking about once you get that information, how do you prevent your mind from going into haywire? And before I kind of get into that, I just want to just explain just some basic stuff that you just need to hear, is that we need to know that constructive criticism that we get, regardless of its nature, is a valuable gift. People can just ignore us, leaving us in blissful unawareness about what, what's going on in our lives. I, <laughs> I got tons of stories. For many, many years, when I was working for the federal government, I would try to avoid note-taking, whatever, because I remember I got one bad review about how I was recording notes, and in my mind, I just thought, well, let's just avoid it for for everything. And because of that, it limited my ability to learn more things that were going around in my operation. It limited me in terms of being able to... Communicate with other teammates and, like, oh, let me see clarity about what you said on this subject or that subject. I was limited because the fears just took over my mind. And so, when we get to this place where we're thinking, I'm just going to just bury my head in the sand and I don't want to deal with that, we are hurting ourselves, not just professionally, but even personally, too. Who wants to deal with somebody who doesn't want to hear anything wrong about them? Oh, you're healthy, wealthy, sexy, and beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with you. You're like you're, There's literally like a halo over your head. You can only pat someone on the back so many times. And it is about this issue of, okay, I'm recognizing these discomforts. I'm recognizing how I'm not feeling good in the situation, but how can I grow? So here's the thing. We can't grow as professionals, as people. We need external perspectives. And criticism, more importantly, criticism is not a personal attack on you as a human being. Because we are all flawed. We all have imperfection. And so what I want to do right now is I want to talk about, like, like why on a biological level are we fearing criticism? And more importantly, what do we do about that? And This is kind of some very interesting things. I just wanted, as I was doing some research about this, because I'm always trying to find out more about what makes me tick. And, you know, we are human sapiens. We've been wandering the planet for about 300,000 years. We're not that too far away biochemically from our cousin Lucy. And during that time, the animals like cave bears, interglacial rhinoceroses, heavy-bodied Asian antelopes, Eurasian hippopotamuses, woolly rhinoceroses, like they all were around this. And specifically the Eurasian hippopotamus weighed about anywhere about 7,800 to 9,300 pounds and had an average height of like 165 to 175 centimeters. Like this was a a big boy. Can you imagine navigating the world as a hunter-gatherer armed only with a club to protect shield yourself from a huge animal like that and the way our bodies learn to survive all of that freak show was we have a little part in our brain called the amygdala and it quickly springs up into action to make sure that we can protect ourselves from from danger seen and unseen and it helped us when we were running from away from rhinoceroses and woolly saber-tooth tigers and all sorts of weird things But it really hasn't evolved much then. And despite the fact that we've got a bigger brain, we're still primed to responding by fleeing or fighting or even trying to become invisible. Have you ever noticed like some people, they're they're trying to like make themselves meld into the wall when they're feeling tense or uncomfortable. It's almost like they're trying to make themselves invisible. If they say still and don't say a word and don't move, you think you can kind of push them over and they'll fall down because they're just so stiff look here's the thing a lot of us we retreat into those modes where we want to curse people back or we want to avoid and sometimes we might even try to fawn our way and let me explain when I say fawn our way we could say oh i'm really sorry you're doing such a good job i know that you're really helpful no i didn't mean to do that oh i i am so sorry and literally they're trying to apologize or fawn them way, their way out of the situation not you but people that you know might be guilty of doing this but now you've got the power to choose how to respond to threats and you can even evolve beyond this natural primate like instinct And I want to show you how to do that. But first, I kind of want to take a little detour and share with you a very interesting article that I read the other day in the Wall Street Journal. It was by Alexandra Bruell. It was on September 12th. The article is called, Bosses say feedback is too scary for some workers. So they use this word instead. And so I'm not going to read the whole article in the interest of time, but I just want to read some things that I found very, very fascinating. So quote, at Microsoft, managers are encouraged to use the word perspectives instead of traditional feedback, according to current and former employees. Reviews, meanwhile, have been branded as Connect Conversations. The company also recently stopped including anonymous comments from peers in employee reviews, instead showing the names of the colleagues in question. Y'all, y'all, what is this? Are we this sensitive? In, I'm recording this. This is a September, 2023. Are we this sensitive that we can't tell people flat out, you're doing a bad job. You can't do stuff right. This needs a way a better way of doing this we got to look at things from a different angle certain things got to be improved where are we as a culture and look I know I know maybe I'm triggering some microaggressions in you <laughs> as I say this there comes a point where we can't really shelter away from everything in life there comes a point where we're going to have to face certain things And in the next session, we're going to be talking about how to do that, why you need to be doing it, and how to make it much more simpler. You're going to get some really powerful tips coming to you after this short break. Okay, we're back. We're talking about this idea of facing criticisms. Criticisms that we don't like, but are sometimes needed and necessary if we want to improve how we relate to our clients, how we are connecting with our kids, maybe how we need to talk with our mama needs to change, or, or our cousin or whoever that we depend on to help us make our life easier. As much as I would love to say that we could just tell everybody, give everybody the giant F you and just go about our business, the fact of the matter is there comes a point where you're going to have to look these criticism, straight in the eye and say, okay, maybe there's some things within what they're saying that needs to be remedied, that needs to be addressed, that needs to be rectified in order for us to be escaping from our fears and our worries and anxieties. I mentioned this Wall Street Journal article about the lengths that some people are taking to avoid the uncomfortableness that is reality. But what if you're in that place right now, I'm like, oh, God, Denise, I'm every time somebody, I get an email that pops up in my box, I I feel my stomach go into knots, and I just can't handle anybody saying anything bad about me. What do I do, Denise? How do I handle this? And great question. Glad that you mentioned I want to, I got your back. I want to support you on that. If in order to work your fears, and anxieties like a boss. The first and most important step is I want you to face your inner critic. Look, even if criticism is helpful, we don't like it. I get it. But going back to the intro of our conversation, even though I didn't like that message that I got from that potential podcast guest, I know that it took a lot on him to lay it all out. Now most people aren't trying intensely to make other people feel bad. Question, do you think that people want to try to make you feel bad when they're telling you stuff? And if so, let's actually go back and time travel to the relationship you had about criticism that you experienced with your demonstrators. When I say your demonstrators, I'm talking about your mom. Your dad, could be cousin Bob, Jimmy, whoever, the people who were around you, the most impressionable people, the people around you that made the most impression on you. Did they make you feel upset unless you were being perfect, you were trying harder, you were being strong all the time, you were always trying to please? Did they make it feel unsafe for you to express yourself? Did it make you feel that you were unworthy? and here's why. And I get it. You know, when you're around people that you hold in high regard, that literally mean the world to you, that you really need their opinion, their validation, because everything else is scary and weird and going upside down. And they're saying you're not good enough. It makes you feel, at least, and made me feel, I, don't, I can't speak for you, because everyone has their own unique experiences and challenge. But I know that after getting criticized so much in my home, and I, felt, I already felt unsafe, I just couldn't handle feeling any more criticism outside my home, in the school, with friends, couldn't handle it. So now is the time for you to really ask yourself right now, is there some pain that is covering over what's really going on. Are you really dealing with what's going on right now? Or is there some junk from the past that needs some cleanup and some healing? And that's a hard thing. You know, when I think about the relationship that I had with one particular boss that I felt was very demanding and very critical and always opinionated and I felt very sensitive to anything that he said. And I knew the fact that he did this to everyone. His behavior was salty and, and, and crusty towards everyone. I knew it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't personal. But I took it personally. But the reality was I had some trauma. I had some issues that stemmed from one uh, relationship that I had with my dad's, one of my dad's ex-girlfriends that never was really healed. So for some of us right now, I would encourage you to inspect your house, your inner house, your mindset and say, okay, what's really going on? Do I need to start writing some letters that will not be sent to them, (laughs) to the person who harmed you or made you feel scared? Do you need to start examining that, how that interaction, that relationship impacted you today? That's the most important thing that I just want to say. Or perhaps you came from a situation where your, your, your demonstrators, your mom, your dad, Uncle Carl, Uncle Jimmy, whoever, try to shield you from reality, shield you from feeling anything bad. I remember the, earlier this summer, there, one of our neighbors had a lemonade stand, and the, the mother, it was really the mother's lemonade stand. <laughs> and the kids were just kind of uh, just sitting there. And my son came up and asked one of the kids, like, hey, how much is this lemonade cost and, and, and whatnot? And then the mother was doing all the answering. She was brokering all the deals. And it was, it was silly to think that she was trying to, I guess, teach entrepreneurial skills. But it doesn't work when you're lording over your kids and preventing them from actually doing the hard work of answering questions and serve, and beyond just serving lemonade. And so you may have had a dragon mom, dragon parent around you that tried to shield you from consequences where you got in trouble with the authorities or got in trouble with a school or whatever and everything was kind of swept underneath the rug. And so now as an adult, you can't handle consequences. You can't handle criticisms because you're so used to having people taking care of yourself. And like, I'm I'm not trying to cut raw here. I'm not trying to make you feel bad if that's your situation because it is what it is. But my question for you now, as you're reflecting on your life, how is that helping you now trying to insulate yourself from painful and uncomfortable situations? Is its it... Is it How is it hurting you? But that being said, right now is a new stage for you. You, You're a new age where criticism doesn't mean you're not worthy. Criticism means you can do better. Criticism means that that's their perspective. Criticism means this is worth examining. And seeing whether or not it's true or not, and how do we do that? Well, great question. How like, how do how do I how do I embrace my feelings? How do I uh, do this? Well, I I want to answer that question to you right now. So we, we've embraced that inner critic that comes from not being able to be connected with consequences. Now I want to kind of phase into embracing our feelings and reality. And the first way is, we need to understand that all of our feelings are designed to help us. And if you were raised in a pain-filled family, maybe you've tried to avoid those feelings like the plagues. Or maybe you went to the the other extreme and only stuck to tried and true emotions like disgust, frustration, and anger. Daniel Goleman in his book Social Intelligence dives into a lot of how certain people have had social dynamics built around certain emotions because that's what's most comfortable and familiar with them. But look, here's the thing. If we're only stuck on disgust and frustration or anger, just as name a few, you might have some health problems like insomnia, migraines, or inflammatory-related issues. Or maybe feelings aren't your, your thing. Maybe you're in touch with your feelings, but you only stick to narratives where you can comfortably live in blissful ignorance. Maybe you bought into the idea of alternative facts. (laughs) You have your own version that keeps you blissfully ignorant of your current reality. However, however, if you wanna grow emotionally and do different things in your next experience, that requires accepting both your feelings and reality all at the same time. And that means that you can recognize the facts and not dismiss your feelings. Take Rachel for instance, you know, she pitches to clients frequently and experiences anxiety during those meetings. Even with new clients. Her hands become sweaty and her heart races It's all hot mess. Sometimes she gets sweat piling down her. her 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 pits is all hot mess. But you know, despite having years of experience as a competent copywriter, Rachel still feels like a novice. She can't afford to shut her agency down as her team members and family rely on her financially. But in those moments of fear, Rachel can do the following, and you can do the following too. Embrace your feelings. Remind yourself of your current or future clients that are plentiful and that there's a demand for your services and accept criticism as an opportunity to grow and improve, both professionally and personally. So my question for you is, can we lean into this? When we're facing this, these constructive these moments of constructive prisms. Can we say, hey, I know my amygdala comes from those back in those cavemen days, and it's awesome that it kept my answers to saved. But now I know I can integrate my feelings and my thoughts together. They can work as a tag team. I don't have to just feel overwhelmed by my feelings. There's a better way to do things. That means understanding the truth behind it, taking deep breaths, <sighs> embracing the experience as a, as a growth opportunity, understanding that's not personal, understanding that I'm going to get better through this. If we can pause, if we can reflect, if we can just be truthful with the situation, not take things as a personal assault, understanding that we're all works in progress. Oh my goodness, the world is our oyster. So my challenge for you today, my friend, is relax, take a deep breath recognize that your feelings aren't facts, but still accept your facts as it is, and recognize that as we go through these experiences each and every time, we just get better, because that's what I want for you. I just want you to slay it. I just want you to get better with each and every new time. Well, as we're kind of wrapping things up, I just want to ask you right now, are you willing to examine certain things of your life. Are you willing to examine your life script? All the people that influenced you. By the way, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below so you can access your life script. as a 10-15 minute quiz that is based on the teachings of Dr. Eric Byrne and and Carl Jung about the impact that on our subconscious that came from the influences of the people that are around us in our early years. It's 10-15 minutes best experience of your life encourage you to take it but more importantly what i want you to do right now is ask yourself right now am i willing to be honest and present with who i am flaws and all right now and understanding that people don't have to say nothing to us but if they choose to do it it's a gift and no one is out to harm us unless we allow harm to come onto us well that's it enjoy talking with you as always please if you enjoyed this podcast and you found value with it please share with other people would love to get this message far and wide well that is it thank you so much for listening take care and be awesome